The following is a Joel Mahalik production. On November 13th, Felix Unger was asked to remove himself from his place of residence. That request came from his wife. She asked him to leave because he wouldn't listen to the Joel Mahalik show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Joel Mahalik Show featuring the lovely Sharon. Is that mine? It is. I brought it down for you. Thank you. You're welcome. You're so good to me. I know. I know. Uh, welcome, everybody, to the program. Uh, happy 4th of July weekend. Uh, and we thank you for being here and listening. I'm sure you're busy doing other things on the actual weekend, but that's okay. That's why this is a podcast. And that's and you why you can listen at your leisure. That's right. And you should subscribe to do that at www.jmtalk.net. And you can subscribe to the program. Also, catch us on social media on uh, TikTok and Facebook at JM Talk and Instagram and Twitter at JM Talk Radio. Also, email the show at joelmaholicradio at gmail.com. That's the business of the show. Well, wow. all Welcome. right. Well, you have a good day. Welcome. Oh, not that kind of business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the big story this week on the program has to be... Big Brother. Right. Big Brother. Yeah. Yes. Starting in a couple it days. starts up next so week. So the other big story... Oh, <laughs> You didn't want to talk about that right now? Uh, well, I, <laughs> I just threw a wrench in your little wheel there. So the big story actually uh, this week on the podcast is um, insulin prices. That's that's always a well this a topic. This, this is uh, breaking news. I wish I, I wish I had a stinger and like <laughs> breaking news. <laughs> Tonight, on the breaking news story is... Okay. But, uh, so I've been an advocate, you know, uh, and a voice for a long time against the uh, companies that own the patent on insulin because they've taken, they've taken a free, a medicine that was created and given freely by its inventors uh, as a life-saving gift. And uh, the three big companies that handle it turned it into our financial nightmare. Right. Um, so anyway, so there's been uh, a lot of back and forth. There's been a lot of states that have already mandated, uh, uh, or, or ma- mandated a locked in, no higher than this much money copay. Uh, some states have mandated that the uh, the th- big three must make a generic blend, <clears throat> which is yeah. a, which. Guess what that is? That's essentially taking the same stuff and calling it generic. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. But they won't do that because then generic means less money. Right. Now. And then they don't get those big bonuses right. that they give exactly. themselves you exactly. know, every day of the week. And uh, Congress has been pulling these the uh, these three companies into hearings to explain themselves as to why it costs so much more for insulin here than it does in any other country. So right. uh, most of the time, I'm looking for in, to buy insulin out of another country 
because yeah. I can't afford to buy it here even under exactly. my insurance plan. Yes. So it's been this ongoing fight and ongoing fight and um and well here's Here's what happened. So last week, while we were off, it came out in the news uh, that Walmart had teamed up with Norvo, Novo no- Nordisk. Novo- Norvask. Oh, I thought it was Novo Nordisk or something like that. Okay. But anyway, they, they partnered up with them, or, or they've been partners with them. Um, <coughs> but now they've, they've formed a partnership for uh, insulin, Novolog Insulin, uh, being sold under the Rely on brand yeah um although we spoke to somebody at walmart yesterday and in uh, the pharmacy in the pharmacy and because we wanted to get straight uh, the pricing yes which is looks different depending on what news story you read and um so basically a box of five novolog pens at Walmart with a prescription will run you eighty five eighty eight. Now that's eighty five dollars and eighty eight cents. Right for five quick pens that would normally cost you on your insurance eight hundred dollars. Yeah, somewhere between six ninety and eight hundred dollars until I can meet my ultra high deductible. Right. So, um, which is impossible to do with when you have to pay these prices up front. Right, exactly. You know, now I could get an insurance plan where my pharmaceutical supplies are not bound by that by any deductible. The problem with that is then your premium is much higher. Yeah. So it's really a racket, right? It's really a racket. Sure. You know, you're going to go after the lowest price because isn't that the American way anymore? Right. Uh, and plus, you're bound by what you make. I mean, you know, things like uh, electricity, food, and not getting thrown out of your house are really important things to the American sure, person. Sure, yes. This is a game changer, though. Walmart teaming up with yeah. Nordisk to do this right. is an absolute game changer in pharmaceuticals. Yep. Now, Amazon wants to get into pharmaceuticals. They want to open up a pharmacy. <coughs> Uh, Walmart had Walmart were the first people to attack drug companies with a four dollar formulary. Right. And I used to use them. I only switched because convenience is one of them. What was that? Convenience. Convenience was definitely one of them, yeah. and I wasn't I wasn't saving much money going further than our local pharmacy. I'm switching up again. Because right now, since I can't afford the rate for insulin on my insurance, right. I, I have to go out of country. Now, I can buy a box of pens for 129 plus shipping, and that was always better than $600 oh, a sure, month. sure, yeah. But now, this, that, so the game changer for me is now I can go up the street for less than that. No shipping, no tax. Not right. that there was tax on pharmaceutical anyway. But the game changer here is... is Imagine the damage Walmart and Nordisk are going to do to Lily. And, yeah. and I'm not, I, I always forget. I knew them because I, I, I did a blog on this, but I forget who the other one is. They're going to put a massive dent. And they're going to uh, putting a hurting on them. Right. And they're going to force them to lower prices. That's what's going to happen here. It's going to force them. They may not come down as much. Right. But it's sort of like two gas stations across the street from each other. Mm-hmm. Wawa gas station drops their prices twenty cents, and the other one goes, "Well, I'm going to drop it ten. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you're still going to get those loyal customers to the other gas station, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, because they're going to hang on. You know, maybe they have a gas cart there. I, that's what I always thought when a gas station across the street from another one that 
never followed suit with the way they dropped right. their price. Right. I always felt like to me it was because where well, you have loyal customers, you have a gas card, you know, and people are going to go there because yeah. of those reasons, right? Right. Right. This is going to blow the lid off insulin in America. I, I am hope telling so. you. I hope and so. I am glad and I'm hoping with you that I can sit back and not only partake in this revolutionary right. move by Walmart, yeah. which I will, but it'll be nice to sit back and watch the other companies sweat because they are not They don't gonna care. Be, they if don't. You have to choose between life-saving medicine or eating or having a, a roof over your head, let alone, God forbid, it's uh, a child with diabetes. Mm -hmm. And then you have to make that decision. Right. You know, <laughs> of course, for a child, you're going to do whatever you can to make sure that that child, you know, gets their medication. Yeah. But, yeah. um, you know, you know what they need to do? They need to make diabetes, as in general, a catastrophic event for insurance. Because then your, your high deductible will then become real low. From what I understand. Okay. What do you mean, Rolo? Real low. Oh, real low. I thought you said Rolo. Okay, real low. Real low. Uh, only in the event of that, though. Only in the event it's of, interesting it, of because it being you pay, catastrophic. Right. It's interesting because with insurance, you pay zero for all the, all the testing supplies. Right. So you can test and find out how bad you are. But then you but can't you're gonna, do nothing about right, it. Right, but you're going to pay to do something about it. And, right. it's, and it's interesting. It, what's interesting is watching these people sweat when Congress pulls them in because Congress, it's a very simple question. Why does it cost an average American $30,000 a year to buy your insulin? And in other countries, it costs a mere fraction of that for the same product. Yeah. And it you know, and they sweat over that question. It's real simple. You, well, I'm sorry, Senator. We're gouging the American people. Yeah, that's really that's the exactly answer. Exactly what they're doing. That's really the answer. And Wal yep. Walmart Walmart's going to make a ton of money off this deal. Yep. Nordisk is going to make a ton of money off of this deal. Yep. And I I, I I'm looking forward to watching um, the other two sweat. Yep. Nordisk is one of the three companies. So Nordisk is also, this is revolutionary, they're the first ones to leave that gang, so to speak. Okay. And, and, and enter this deal for the lesser priced insulin. Right. Right. My fear is Walmart's going to be out all the time. Like when I put in for my renewal, I'm going to have to wait. Which, what did the lady say yesterday when we, when we spoke to them at Walmart? Let, hold on, I, I have one box left. Let me go show you the box so you can see yeah. what I'm saying. Because the news reports were saying it was eighty five, eighty eight for a pen, or and some stories were saying for a box of pens. Right. And so we went yesterday to get clarification, and it is a box of pens for eighty five, eighty eight. Five pens with the prescription. Yeah. Now the only difference yeah, is you're not going to go there to get them without a prescription because you can't. Yes, you can. You can actually, if you if you have diabetes, you can go to Walmart and you can buy. Um, it's a vial of. 
I forget the difference, um, but it's a vial of like original insulin. Okay. I the, I don't have it right here at the tip of my seat. It's not there, right? It's not there. You can't see it. No. But there's a difference, and you can buy a vial for twenty five dollars, and a lot. But it's not. It's not as good as like this synthetic that they've been making. That's what it is. It's like the original insulin recipe. Okay. And it's not the one that's synthetic and has longer lasting properties and things like that. So it's like an emergency type thing. But you can. That's And a lot of people have done that. Walmart has made their bones in the pharmaceutical with that as well. Okay. You know, it doesn't last. Like when I take my mealtime insulin, it, then it also, it's supposed to carry me for a while. And this stuff doesn't. It's more like a... You know, it's a, a quick fix. A quick fix, but it's slow acting and not. It doesn't have. Gotcha. You know, the longer term effects okay. as some of the synthetic yep. stuff does. Yep. But a game changer. Yep. A definite game changer in the insulin with the insulin crisis. Yeah. And don't stretch your hands out saying I'm making this too long. This is important stuff. It. You know what? It's I know you're trying to get important. to the pool. <laughs> well, I mean that too, but no, I, I just. You know, wanted to make sure that we're not beating a dead horse. Wow. <laughs> okay. So. Uh, oh come on! I'm playing with you. Obviously, uh, our thoughts and prayers go out to the pe- the victims of this uh, this collapse, building collapse in Miami. Oh my God! Yes. Uh, I think they said they're up to like a hundred and uh, there's. I think they're up to twenty four or twenty eight dead. And still well over 100 people missing. Still missing. Right. As they crawl through this rubble. Rubble. <clears throat> so. Yeah. And of course, you know, we, you and I have both seen a video come out, uh, you know, showing some of the problems with that building before Absolutely. the collapse. And, you know, you wonder, this isn't going to be good for, the, it's a condominium, right? So is yeah. it what, a condominium, condo association, yeah. homeowners, I don't know, yeah. who owns this building? Yep. They're in for a bit of a ride. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and not a good ride either. Mm-mm. So, and have yeah, you... because um, three years ago, a an engineer did a study on that building and told them, told the owners, you have a really big problem here. And they did nothing about it. Nothing. Wow. Yep. And imagine paying your condo fees and stuff like that, you know. Yeah, yeah. And your mortgage. Yeah. Knowing that, I don't know. You know what will happen now, it's too, perfect. is, is we'll, and more of that will come out. There'll be more things that happened, th- more things that went on, more people that mm-hmm. said something before. It's all going to come to the forefront, and it's going to be a bigger mess for whoever owns that building. Because it's right. going to come out that this person said this, this person said that, these engineers said this. Why wasn't nothing done? Right. You know, and they're yeah, going to exactly. I, I had this feeling they'll be sued out of business. Oh, that's a definite. Yeah, yeah. So and um, I'd love to be a lawyer for that. Yeah, I would. Now speaking of Florida, um, I showed you the other day a video clip of uh, two doctors from. Uh, where were they from? I don't know, but it's interesting because you know this. There's a tropical storm bearing down, right, on southern Florida in the next couple of days, and uh, so I showed you this clip of these two wombats. This should have been the wombat of the week. I don't know. Should have gotten the clip recording. Uh, talking about how to prepare for a hurricane 
and they said that one of the one of the things you can do to prepare for a hurricane is to get the COVID nineteen shot. I know. I thought that was um, was it CDC or was it? I thought it was Camilla. No, no, it was like two people in like medical smocks. You're right. You're right. I was but thinking of something else for her. I didn't know that the vaccine was so powerful that it, it could help it you can, prepare for a hurricane. It can stop the hurricane in its tracks. No, I think it just gives you, it must give you the power of Thor so you can withstand the uh, hurricane. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You can. You know stop what that means because I got two shots. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Right, but are you wearing your dun, dun, dun's? <laughs> No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> so remember, folks. To protect yourself from hurricane and other natural disasters, yeah, be yeah. sure that you have the COVID nineteen vaccine. Oh my god! This we're been, not in right. any way <laughs> suggesting. This has been a message from the Wombats of America Club. Um, okay, uh, I want to save that for the next part. Not for the next part. And this, oh yeah, this isn't good. Next part. Oh, look at that. Will you stop? I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to, that's our one okay, bat of the week. I, he's going shuffling through papers. I am. I'm going through and some I'm paperwork. And I'm across the okay. desk, cannot see what he's shuffling through. Okay. Real quick, before we go to break. <clears throat> Excuse me. Wow, I wish I had something to drink. Um, Here. <laughs> the Supreme Court last Wednesday ruled 8-1 to one that a Pennsylvania high school was in the wrong when it kicked a cheerleader off of her team for a profane Snapchat post that she made off of school grounds. What? So I'm like, really? No kidding. Of course the school had no right to interfere on her own time. And that's and you're infringing on her... Freedom of speech. Yeah, freedom of speech. You know? Right. Now, if Snapchat threw her off Snapchat for doing it, you have no... Right. There's no suit. Right. But a school throwing her out because on her own time... She and uh, off school grounds. Yeah, off school grounds made a profane social media post. It doesn't mean you can throw her off the team. Right. Exactly. So, yeah. Um so student speech advocates uh do claim this as a rule and a victory. Um, although they say that it was very narrow. Eight to one doesn't sound narrow to me, does it? No. Isn't narrow like five to four, five to three? Yeah, exactly. Um well. Uh, the court ruled that while schools do maintain some interest in regulating students' off-campus speech, the factors in this case of the cheerleader weighed against the school's actions. Uh, the school argues that it was trying to prevent disruption. If not within the classroom, then within the bounds of school-sponsored extracurricular activity. <laughs> um, so, yeah. interesting. When we come back from break, I'm, I'm going to start off, not with this, I said that. It was a victory. I'm glad that they saw it that way because it's a protection of the First Amendment yep. rights. Yep. But I will, when we come back from break, we'll start off talking about something Facebook is doing now that's making a lot of people irate. So sit tight because we'll be back with that and more coming up after this. This is New York Super Olding Station, 920 WOM, The Apple, Brooklyn, New York. The following conversation is real. It took place on Tuesday, June 8th of 2004 between a Blonde Star advisor and a subscriber. Blonde Star Emergency, this is Steve. Is there an emergency in your vehicle? Oh my God, oh my God. 
I've locked myself in my car, and the keys are on the outside. Ma'am, oh ma'am, I need you to calm down. Okay, it's, it's just that the windows are rolled up, and I'm starting to sweat. My keys are on the outside. Now, your keys are on the outside of the vehicle? Yes, oh my God. Now, does your car have automatic locks, or? Uh, yes, 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 okay, yes. Okay, here's what I need you to do. Take hold of the inside of your door handle there. Are you doing this? Um. Oh, the shiny thing. Grab the oh. shiny thing. Uh, okay, I've got it. I've got it. Okay, now give that a tug. Okay. Did it open? Yes. Oh, my God. Thank you. Okay, now what is that noise? Oh, that's not door alarm. Yeah, but that only happens if the keys are in the ignition, hun. Oh, my God. You know what? <laughs> your keys are actually in your ignition. Yes. Okay. Oh my god, thank you so much, Blondstar. That's why we're here. Do you need anything else? Blondstar. No, always good. on, because you're always blonde. Welcome back to the program. It's the Joel Mahalik Show featuring the lovely Sharon. Thanks for hanging in there. And as I said before we left, when we come back, I want to just expand a little bit on that cheerleader thing, you know, yes. just yeah. a little bit. When we talk about um, uh, things like that, uh, Facebook has started this new thing um, where if you post something that they feel is not right, uh, they'll put a label on your post. Um and what kind of label? Well, I have it on the screen here. Let me switch back over because I want to read what they say. Um, so it'll say, Extremists try to manipulate your anger and disappointment. And you may have been exposed to harmful extremist content recently. Get support from people who have been in this situation. And then there's a, yes, and then there's a further, there's further notations. I have it on my phone, which I can't have the phone near the broadcast booth, but. Right. So there's more uh, a fine print to that that also says is welcoming people to report extreme content to the authorities. So, and I, the reason I'm. So it's not freedom of speech. Right. And is what you're saying. Well, again, we can look at it that way. We can say, well, Facebook is a private company and they can do whatever they want. Well, same, the, yeah, but... Same thing like the cheerleader. If Snapchat would have threw her off, nothing you can do about that. Okay, but if you think about it that way, then the government is a private company and they're not allowed to tell us what we can and can't say. Well, so... And so why does Facebook get that privilege? Well, this is looking a lot like, um, if you want to compare it to something, you know, you can compare it to uh, uh, communist countries who promote, you know, everybody to tell on someone else if they don't. Yeah. So this doesn't set guidelines as to what's extremist. It's Facebook is labeling a post that you might put up, okay, that and, and, and is saying that you may be exposed to extremists. By reading this post, and it could be anything. It could be what they deem. Butterflies and teddy bears. And I was on this particular Facebook page scrolling because this is where I first found out about it. Uh, A friend of mine, and (laughs) yeah, see this. Spot the signs. Understand the dangers of extremism, and hear from people who escaped from violent groups. (laughs) And this is a post about what the president. Well, no, that's 
that wasn't it so much as I was looking for the post. It was like it it, it was a post. It was uh, it was like a, it was a political story, and but so that's the point. The point is, it doesn't much matter what you put up, whether uh, whatever algorithms at Facebook decide if they feel that it's extremist, and that's the core problem right there. Who gets to decide? All of a sudden, you know, it, Mark it, it, Zuckerberg. It's right. It's one of those buzzwords, right? It's one of those buzz, yeah. buzz, buzzwords, you know, that you use when you want to control. Yeah. Racism, extremism, right. white supremacy. You know what That's I mean? Like, it's it, it's the buzzwords, and uh, and frankly, a lot of people are really ticked off. I, I had a post. I had paperwork. I don't know where it is. It actually had several tweets from people. In, in, in reference to that, that's what, that's what I wanted to have here, and I don't know what I did. It's probably still in my bag upstairs. Oh. So, um... But I see that one person has been marked safe from harmful extremist content yeah, well, today. Well, that's an anti-Facebook joke. Oh, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> that's somebody, because, you know, the, usually you can go on Facebook and say, I'm marked safe from Hurricane Elsa. Yeah. To let family and friends know. So people yeah. have developed memes saying, I'm safe from this or I'm safe oh, from that. Oh, okay. And it's usually, you know. Okay. It's it, it's pretty extremist. I should report that. <laughs> yeah, right? The word extremist is in there. It, it, extremist content. It's crazy. Right. words together. It's crazy how they can deem words to circumvent any, almost anything. And, and so I... I wonder sometimes, and I—I I mean, I still—I visit Facebook a lot less. Uh, yeah, of course, because I'm on too. TikTok all the time. But anyway, um, <laughs> I mean, me too. <laughs> but I cling to it in the hopes that it continues to help promote our show, which we do not have a large audience. And large audience. Yeah. Well, you know. Aren't you on Jordan? Rolo. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have a real large audience how's that is that better <laughs> that's much better <laughs> <laughs> and i don't even know if that's working but it, it makes you wonder how many people when will it seems to me like at some point facebook may become the next myspace and just kind of fizzle away yeah and be something that's in the background where you go oh really is that still around is that still a thing is that still a thing <laughs> are they still there is Tom still there looking for friends? <laughs> so, um, but yes. So, in, in a matter of speaking, yes, Facebook will tell you now. They're going to want to help you. Because if you post something that they believe is extremist, right. they're going to let you know by scarring your post up and letting you know that if you need to seek help, you, you, you can. You should seek help of people who escaped these kinds of groups. Wow. So, if you... Like put a video up of dogs, and they think you're being an extremist, and you might have to seek a a, a, um, a a dog group. Yeah. People who escape the violence of dogs. By the way, I got to send you this video. Very funny okay. TikTok video. Okay. And it's obviously in another country. You can tell by the license plates. But there's these dogs in the street, and they're blocking traffic. So there's a car, right? The dog right up against the bumper, and the car honks its horn, and the dog rips the license plate off the car and just drops <laughs> it on the ground and walks away. <laughs> <laughs> how dare you I honk love at me? It. How dare you honk at me? And scare the shit out of me. <laughs> so, anyway. That's funny. 
Uh, this could have very easily become a Wombat of the Week. So we'll use it as a lead-in. So this past week, and this was this was crazy how this evolved. So this past week, uh, somebody posted the front page of the Seattle Times. And it said, Heat inequality. In the county, it's hottest where the vulnerable, less affluent live. Right? So now... There's a reason I left that page up, too, because this is also the page. Heat inequality. So there's two words together. Heat inequality. Okay. And, then, and then it goes on to say that, basically, the, what the headline suggests is that throughout the county, the heat is being unfair to the, the, to the more... So it's hotter if you're poor. Right, exactly. And if you're rich, it's cooler. Well, that makes sense. Because... If you're rich, you can afford air conditioning, so you're cooler. The headline is completely stupid, though. No, I get it. I and know. It, and also a reminder that news. this is how newspapers sell. This is how the news sells their product. Right. By lavishing and saying whatever they can to, to pull people in. Right. What it's the heat? The, the heat wave is 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 racist. Is racist and xenophobic and going after poor people? What? Can't be right. That can't be. I got to read this story. Right. <laughs> and there are some points in the story that make sense, but it's the so the problem with it is the title. Absolutely. Yes, it's hot out there in some areas, <laughs> and um and you know when you go through the story and you look at some certain bullet points. Um, here's one of the things that it says areas of South King County in Auburn, Kent, Renton, and Berrien stand out as hot spots. And then somebody is uh, some guy named Houston or some lady named Houston, Addison Houston, the environmental health and my mitigation response planner with Public Health Seattle and King County says the burden of that uh, of the heat uh, falls on black and indigenous and people of color communities and is largely oriented with the south end of King County where there's a higher concentration of industrial activities, dense roadways, and airports. Well, then, of course, it's going to be hotter Right, but the burden of that falls on black, indigenous, and people of color in their communities. Why do some people continue to use up our precious air? Now you're talking about this guy who mitigates yeah. the... Yeah. The article also says that the the stats that they develop are uh, help leaders prepare for extreme events. And I think that's what the bulk of the story was about. How can we use this data to prepare right. by planting trees? Yeah. You know right. what I mean? To bring more shade, to circumvent the heat of the sun. Right. Um, the sun is not racist and xenophobic. No. And it doesn't give a crap if you're poor Rich, white, well, it, black, Asian. It doesn't care. Somebody needs to tell this person that, though. Right. Right. Yeah. But to mention it as as the heat being unfair and unequal sells the newspaper. Well, yeah. Well, let me tell you something about that. Also makes them look entirely stupid. By the next day, the title for the front page was changed. And it's like this longer title. and But... Thanks to Gene, Gene Modelli, a friend of mine on Facebook, sent me the original article with the original title. 
Right. So we could talk about it. Because that's it. Those two words are just, that's, did they think it's sensationalism. That, did they think that um, people weren't going to save their copy? So. Right. And not only that, but there's know? websites out there that retain copies. Right. Uh, archive every front page of every newspaper in the right. nation. Exactly. That's what and I'm some saying. and some other parts of the world as well. Yep. Um, so yeah. Um gather your data and make long term plans. <clears throat> and then so here's the other thing about this that's really weird. So the story oh, that's the wombat. Coming up coming up next, the wombat. <laughs> <clears throat> Um, the tagline or the byline of the story is everybody's affected by heat, but not everybody is affected equally. That's the new byline? No, no, that's the byline. Oh. Like every story has a byline. God, yeah. And that's, to me, again, that's just, that's, that's crazy. It's just, that's the wrong way to put this story where you want to talk about what needs to be done about the heat. Right. And what these heat data maps and things that they're experimenting with can show them. That's the story to me, you know. Um, what is the county going to do in the future uh, using this data? Right? So, right. but yeah. The King County Climate Preparedness Program Manager said everybody's affected by heat, but not everybody's affected equally. Okie dokie. All right, folks, if you want to get involved in Wombat of the Week, here's how you do it. Simply send us a news, a link to a, a verifiable news story of stupid people doing stupid things and send it to us over here at JM Talk. That's the Facebook where you can send a direct message or email it to us at joelmaholicradio at gmail.com. And we'll be sure to get it on there. Yep. So anyway, very, fairly short one, but do you like pistachios? I do. Okay. Yeah. Well, a California trucker was busted last week for stealing a trailer with 42,000 pounds of pistachios and he repackaged the nuts for sale. So he stole them and repackaged them. Wow. Yeah. Alberto Mont- Montemayor, 34, accused of moving a tractor trailer with the pistachios from the Montemayor trunking lot. Wait a minute. So his name is Montemayor, and he stole the truck from Montemayor Trucking. But that implies that it's his company. Right. To another lot nearby where the nuts were taken out of the 2,000-pound sacks and put into smaller bags, according to the sheriff. <clears throat> Cops were called to the, after the Touchstone Pistachio Company found tens of thousands of pounds of missing pistachios during an audit. <laughs> so, no, he, he apparently had something to do with the trucking company that was used to steal it. I guess it was stolen from Touchstone Pistachios. Oh, okay. That makes sense. And they found these pistachios missing during an audit. You want to know something? I did not know that they audited pistachios. They count each and every one. You didn't know that? I did not know that. I mean, I've heard of audits, but... They have a nut counter. Well, this count... You know, I I just feel like auditing pistachios is nuts. It is nuts. (laughs) 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 Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Yes, Um, people, I deal with it every (laughs) single day. The sheriff's office did indicate that the remaining pistachios were returned to this touchstone pistachio company. The remaining, like he sold some? He did, apparently he did sell some. Wow. Because he was repackaged in right. sellable no, I sizes. That. I get that. Fun sizes. Maybe they were 4th of July fun packs. <gasps> Yay. Can we go buy some? 
I'm not big on pistachios, but I like pistachio jello. Pudding. I mean, not jello, not... Pudding. Pudding. <laughs> In your pudding cup. <laughs> By the way, beware. Um, but, like, pistachio pudding. Yeah. How are we supposed to say that word from this area? Pistachio. No, no. Pudding or pudding? It's pudding. It's pudding in your pudding cup. <laughs> in your pudding cup. <laughs> that sounds a little Philly Put, to me. Yeah, right? That is Philly. Um, yeah, pudding. Pudding. That's how I say it. Pudding. Where are you putting it? <laughs> in the pudding cup. <laughs> it's just one of those... It's one of those words that I can't figure out what the proper pronunciation. Pudding is the proper pronunciation. Pudding is not. All right. Fine. Um, so anyway, so I guess Alberto Montemayor is our Wombat of the Week for stealing 42,000 pounds of pistachios. Is that an expensive nut? Um... Not really, no. Because I'm just wondering what would entice somebody to... Uh, like, you if know, they if were you macadamia nuts? Uh, oh, sure. Cashews, yeah, but not... Because usually cheese. when people steal things, they're stealing it because they want to profit off of it. Yeah, well, he did profit off it. Apparently. Apparently. Anyway. You're yawning like crazy over there. If you don't knock it off... That's because I'm tired. It's been very, very. It's been a very long year at work. I know. And these three-day weekends, I don't want to do anything. We have stuff we have to do, <laughs> including the show. I know. Like, I just wish I could just snap my fingers and, and a show would just appear. Right. I have to figure out how that's done so I can do that. Um, let's see. Um, ba, 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 ba. We talked about that. We talked about that. So... A couple weeks ago, we had family over, and there was an entire day where the TV was on this uh, show. It was mysteries. Okay. It just, just, just weird, unexplained mysteries, and how people and science all came together to figure this out. So there's one that most they were all debunked somehow. First of all. Okay. So you understand what I'm saying? There's a show about these yeah. mysteries that goes on and on, but people debunked them as not being mysteries. Right. But, you know, there's this, there was this one that I need to talk about real quick. And it was these lights that people have seen for over 50 years in the woods. Okay. And so this team got together and they got computers from like NASA or whatever and all kinds of people and to figure out what this was. And, and we're, we're watching this and I said, watch, it's going to be like someone in the woods with a flashlight. Right. It turns out after all this expensive equipment and expensive discussion and yeah. data pooling and everything else that there were headlights. There were headlights because they found out that a particular route in the state in 1940-something was rerouted around something else. And ever since then, when cars come around the ridge, the lights can be seen like miles away through the woods as they're coming around the curve. Oh! Ah. What was that? <laughs> oh, there it is again. Oh, what is that? Oh, there it is again. So people were thinking it was aliens and UFOs and everything oh, else. Oh, my goodness. And here it was headlights. 
And I just, I put my, it's on the notes here because I just thought that particular one was funnier than all the other ones. <laughs> right. Especially because I was like, it's going to be flashlights. Stop, Stop yawning. yawning. Anyway. We, we do do that all the time, though. <laughs> anyway, we'll take a quick break. We'll see if I can't shake myself out of this. Time for you to say goodbye, Sharon. Goodbye, Sharon. And there you go. Let's go cut some grass or something. I think I will. <laughs> all right, folks. The lovely Sharon's out of here. I'm out of here for a few seconds, and I'll be back with the wrap-up after this. America, your children have an amazing superpower. That's right. They can help save lives by simply washing their hands. Just 20 seconds of thorough hand washing after they've coughed or sneezed or been outside can help fight against the dastardly spread of germs. Armed with only soap and water and hands, your superhero can protect you, your family, and everyone out there in America land. Amazing! Find out more at coronavirus.gov. A message from the CDC and the Ad Council. Listen on the web, your phone, or your neighbor's internet connection. That wasn't very nice. This is Reality One. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Joel Mahalik Show featuring the lovely Sharon. Thanks for hanging out as we finish up on part three of the program here. I'm Joel Mahalik. The lovely Sharon has taken her leave. It's a very beautiful day here where we're at, so we're getting ready to have a little bit of a uh, swimming and some barbecue, and hopefully you're doing great, wonderful things and get-togethers on this July 4th weekend. And hopefully you're enjoying it because it's costing you approximately 16 cents less now to host your barbecue but anyway um so here we go the final stretch one of the things i want to talk about is um the story that came out this past week all over the place i caught up with it on linkedin i find uh i find that the news i get from linkedin is very valuable in a lot of different ways and so it is one of my go-to news sources um uh, anyway so this article came out and it go, it go, it's up there in the uh, do you think category. Unemployment rolls shrink faster in states that have cut federal benefits. Like I said, uh, you think? So apparently the unemployment rolls are shrinking faster in states that have axed the federally boosted payments as the economic carnage from the COVID-19 pandemic starts to ease. 21 states that have ended or will end the beefed-up payments in June saw a 13.8% drop since mid-May in the number of people receiving unemployment benefits. And then there are four states planning to end the benefits in July and September. Uh, They've already seen 10% and 5% drops, respectively. So what you're starting to see here is a response to these programs and we talked about this two weeks ago on the program we talked about the problems that the lovely Sharon and I are seeing when we go out and about restaurants that have to curtail the way they run their operation because of lack of help you know retail uh, businesses and then you see a boost in these you know DoorDash and Uber Eats and all these drive-in type uh, jobs which are basically you're self-employed right 
So you're seeing a boost in that because of the effect of all of this. So um, what happened is, and we all know this, so you don't, uh, nobody can say, no, that's not really what happened because that is what happened. The payments were boosted like $300 a month or a week or whatever it was. I don't even know. I never collected, thank goodness. I worked through the whole pandemic and I'm still working. But the boost was such that people found it uh, more wealthy to stay home and collect unemployment than go back to work. And so that creates two problems. That creates a real problem with help in the workforce, okay, which drives America, which drives the economy, you know. Um, and the other problem was is we've developed this lazy uh, America, you know, people being lazy. And, you know, it was one thing to hear the president speak a couple months ago saying that they were going to do something about the unemployment benefits where, you know, you have to really be unemployed to get them. And you weren't going to be able to take advantage of just sitting around and not saying, well, I'm looking, I'm not looking, this is what's going on. You had to start reporting. And that was great, but it wasn't enough. And half the nation... The states have taken it upon themselves to end those federal benefits ahead of time because they need people to go back to work and get off their asses. And so that's essentially it. Um, so anyway, so when you look at this, uh, the, con- the continuation of these benefits has really become... Um, a partisan issue I mean and this is one of those issues where uh, it can be there are a lot of things that shouldn't be partisan at all but you know because you know the right is on a side that these the extra checks the extra money is just adding to the labor shortages and it does and it does and in fact a recent poll uh, 52% of the people in a recent poll from when's this just last week June 16th believe that the benefits should end now i guarantee you a high percentage of those 52 percent if not all of them are probably people who are working and working at places that need more help you know because this has to be done now like you know there was a lot of partisan issues too left right about when president trump said look we need to get back to work the economy needs to open and then the left would say no we've got to We've got to maintain. We've got to maintain. We've got to keep people on the wraps. We've got to make sure this virus goes away. So that's a very partisan issue. But look where we're at now. Look where we're at now where we have people that don't want to go back to work. We have people that are relishing. I mean, I work two jobs. How can you sit there and not work? How can you do that? I can't even fathom that. I can't fathom that. I've never been that person. So I guess psychologically, I don't see how you can do it. You know what I mean? If, uh, you know, if you're looking for work, great. Then these benefits are for you when you're looking for work. But if you're not looking for work and you refuse to go back to work with your old company, there's been a lot of that going on, I, I, don't, then I don't care. You're wrong. And, I, and, I, and again, I don't understand how you can do that. So, it's, 
it's driving the, it's driving me crazy but you see the signs out there help wanted hiring bonuses like we'll we'll pay you more money than we're paying the hardworking people in here for you to just come in and help us and that's what you see that's what you see and it doesn't really uh it, it doesn't really matter and those of us that continue to work don't get a bonus but people that you bring in and listen I see it. I, it. It's still a revolving door. It's still hard to hire the right people. You think you found the right people, and they turn out to just not be the right people. And so <laughs> you have companies that don't have enough help, and they're willing to pay more money in bonuses for you to come in the door and go to work. And so I feel really bad for the workers that continue to work, have, have been there throughout the whole thing, and you all know who you are, and you have gotten nothing for your efforts. So anyway, so it's no surprise to me at all, and I'm really glad to see it happening, no surprise to me at all that the unemployment goes down when you kick people's asses off the couches and make them go to work. Absolutely, that's how it's going to uh, be. And I'm happy to see it. I applaud all these states. Um, I I didn't I did look at the states. Unfortunately, the state I live in is not one of them, which is no surprise to me at all. But I applaud the states that have done it or have it on the books to do in the next three months. Get rid of it so we can stop allowing people to be lazy. The only way everything goes back to clicking in some sort of order is everybody pitching in and doing their thing you know that's what this is that's what the idea of this this um, thing called america is you know everybody doing their part so there's that very happy to see that so i was reading a story on my phone I think I was reading a news story. And you know, folks, one of the things I can't stand about uh, stories on the internet anymore, blogs, is the ads. Is the, oh my God, kick me in my leg ads. In your face. To the point where you have to read a paragraph scroll over an ad read a paragraph scroll over an ad ads draped down the left ads draped down the right ads on the bottom ads flashing across the top interrupting you while you're trying to read it's no wonder that most times when i'm reading a story that i'm really interested in even if it's a story that we want to use here on the program i put it in reader view you may not know this some browsers i use firefox so specifically firefox has a little button at the top in the address at the end of the address bar that looks like a little notepad and if you click that it will bring the story and relevant pictures only to the screen and blank out the ads it's called reading mode because even the browsers know that you want to read and not be interrupted and so they have that option for you right so I put them in reading mode. But anyway, so I saw this ad and I had to explore this once. I Not once. I'm acting like this. I'm going back 25 years here. I had to explore what I saw. Let me get a drink. Thank you. I couldn't believe my eyes. 
I'm a gamer, sort of, right? I mean, I don't game 24-7, but I'm a gamer. And I like first-person shooters. And But this was a first-person grass-cutting game. A grass-cutting video game. I thought that I saw it all. And then there's a grass-cutting game. Can you imagine that? Or maybe I should be able to uh, imagine that. Maybe I should go, you know what? There's games for golf, which I enjoy. Why not have a game for cutting grass? There's... (laughs) I know I just said that, but I still find it a little hard to believe. A game where you cut grass. And I guess, I mean, I didn't look into it to the point where I downloaded it, but I imagine, I guess, as you earn XP, you can get better mowers, maybe upgrade to tractors, different fields, lawns. I don't know. I don't know. But folks, there's a game out there for cutting grass. Cutting grass. What's next? Are we going to have a video game for pressure washing? I'll bet you uh, maybe there's one out there. But... I thought that was a little weird. A grass cutting game. Absolutely. I'm I'm looking forward to it being in virtual reality soon. <laughs> and then maybe we can go from virtual reality and actually make it reality. And we can just get some of these kids to sit on the couch playing games all day to get off the couch and go cut cut the grass. Trim the lawn. <laughs> Anyway, um, okay, so where do we go from here? Well, it's 4th of July weekend, folks, and, you know, a couple hundred years ago, the United States was formed and declared their independence from England uh, because they were tired of a tyrannical government who was all about their agenda and not the agenda of the people in one way of putting it and so that's what it's all about there's different there's different outlooks by different people and uh etc etc but that's you know that's pretty much the bottom line it was it was a war for independence and uh Certainly we've seen that ever since then in different parts of the world where different nation states or different countries, you know, uh, won their independence through uh, war or peaceful ways from whom they feel is their aggressor. So we formed this country and we're pretty young at it, a couple hundred years old, but it's this idea. Uh, It's this idea of um, you know, people working together and and doing things, and so what this holiday is about is um, it's not about the fireworks and the barbecues. Although although it's good, you should get together and celebrate with family, um, especially the patriotic holidays, and especially this one. Um, and I think it's important that older people, older patriarchs, matriarchs pass down and make sure that their children understand what this holiday is about. There's always a confusion with patriotic holidays. I, I put I put them in a list of patriotic holidays. It's not my idea. Someone else did too. But 
and everyone gets them all intermingled and confused. Everybody wants to thank veteran, a veteran on 4th of July. That's great. Thank a veteran every day. Because they're the ones that are out there fighting to make sure we stay the way we are. But the actual history of these days is getting further and further and further from our reach. Um, so it's important to reflect on the history of what it is. And on 4th of July, it's important for people to understand um, what it's for. Now, um, and many of us, many of us can say that our families weren't even here at that time. Many of us can say that. But our families came here legally, wanted this way of life, adopted the culture, didn't forget about their own. Okay, did not forget about their own. But they've adopted this culture and they became a part of this society. And that continues to go. That continues to be a thing. You still can come here legally and go through the channel, you know, and enjoy the freedoms. And you don't have to, uh, su you know, suppress your heritage your cultures absolutely not so that's the big point that i um i wanted to make make sure that make sure you tell the younger generation what you're celebrating this weekend it's not it's not the fireworks sure fireworks are great not for our fur babies but they're a smaller part of it a very smaller part of it and it's very important that we remember our history. And so we're not doomed to repeat it. Which we're doing anyway, so you can throw that right out the window. <laughs> we're doing that anyway, right? <laughs> all right. Anyway, so the lovely Sharon and myself just want you all to know that we want you to enjoy the holiday weekend. Probably you're listening to us after the holiday weekend. That's great. Enjoy yourselves. Have fun. Be safe. Okay? Be very safe. There's no sense in being um, erratic driving to and from your parties, uh, to and from vacation, because we want you back next time. So enjoy responsibly. Enjoy your families and your family time. And remember that family is very precious. And that way we can look forward to seeing you on the next podcast. So between now and then, have a great time and a great week. And we'll be sure to catch you here on the Joel Mahalik Show featuring the lovely Sharon next time. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye.